Good Risings. I'm Brian, and this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're calling it what it is. We got it started on Monday with excitement. Yesterday, we covered secure. And today, we're looking at optimistic. Five or six years ago, I would not have called myself an optimistic person. I perceived unwavering optimism as a sort of disconnection from reality. People who kept a smile on their face, who always saw the bright side, who hedged their bets on the best possible outcome, seemed out of touch. That's the crutch with pessimism. Pessimistic people tend to think of themselves as realists. They identify with their critical, hyper-analytical thinking as a sort of ultimate awareness. But neither optimism nor pessimism is the incontrovertible truth. Now, there's really no question whether the reality of our situation has become more dire in the last few years. Tensions are mounting on every front. Political divide has reached a boiling point. World powers are clashing in tremendous ways. Infighting is abundant, and fear and anxiety have become a pandemic of their own. The pessimistic mind has plenty to cling to. And to be fair, the pessimistic mind will always find something to cling to, just like the optimistic mind. It's true that just because the best outcome is possible, it doesn't make it most likely. But it's equally true that just because the worst outcome is possible, it doesn't make it most likely either. Our mental state, where we dwell for the vast majority of our time, is ours to choose. We can reside in a space of comfort, or we can ruminate on the worst. Obsessively ruminating over the worst possible outcome is a defense mechanism, a form of anxiety rooted in trauma. Our minds are preparing us for danger so that we avoid some potential forthcoming harm, either in the exact way we originally experienced it or in entirely new ways that our subconscious minds discover all on their own. The trick here is using awareness to interject in those catastrophizing thoughts. We interrupt that subconscious suffering by simply noticing the thoughts and also introducing the positive option. We balance out the worst by considering the good And when possible, we make the choice to ruminate on positivity. Finding and reflecting on gratitude is often a surefire way to move our thinking back into the light. There are, of course, situations where optimism might be impossible. Times when it's important to engage realistically, to experience an unfortunate situation for what it truly is, to be present and to connect relevantly in the life of a friend or loved one who's suffering. That's to say, We shouldn't try to paint painful experiences or loss or major disappointments in some rose-colored hue. There are times when it's more important for us to connect honestly than to overcorrect with positive thinking. It's part of living a life for meaning rather than living a life solely based on happiness. Remember, happiness is not always an appropriate response, and choosing our own happiness overall all the time will inevitably leave us incapable of true connection or relational longevity. A selfish life is a lonely life. Not everything is good, not everything is easy, and we can't expect that it will be. But engaging, feeling, connecting in a meaningful way does not also require that we dwell in all the worst. We can feel great sadness, experience great loss and mourn, and also allow for the upward turn in our lives. We can experience the worst without also looking for the worst to come again or seeing the worst possible outcome in every situation to follow. Being prepared for the worst but hoping for the best 
means that we understand the wide spectrum of possibilities, but we've done our best and continue to do our best to be prepared for the more difficult turn of events. But in day-to-day life, we exercise our minds with positivity, turning to the good and dwelling mostly in a space of optimism. Finally, optimism doesn't always have to be expressed. We don't have to talk about the light at the end of the tunnel to sense its presence or to see it coming. And sometimes feeling that in one another is more powerful than talking about it. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for day four of our week. Call it what it is. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.